Hi, I'm Chris Alvarez, and welcome to Full Contact Nerd, a podcast where I talk to the people who create the cool, nerdy stuff you love. We're on the web at chrisalvarez.com and fullcontactnerd.com. Hi, I'm Chris Alvarez, uh, here at Anime USA 2019 with Keith Silverstein. Thank you for speaking with me. Yeah, absolutely, of course. Thanks for having me. So first, uh, how did you get into this business? I, I actually, uh, I, was, I stopped into a studio to ask for directions, and they were like, we like your voice. And they said, do you want to record something? And uh, they threw me in the, no, that's not what happened. That would be great. <laughs> that would be amazing. That never happens. Um, the first thing I did, actually, is uh, my uncle called me up, and he said he was doing a uh, like PBS-style special involving his art, some of his artwork, and he had written poetry, basically, to coincide with characters that we had images of. So he, he said, I know you do voices. Do you want to kind of read for some of these? Uh, an audition and see if you can do this and I did and I ended up booking a number of characters on that but the thing was we went to an actual studio which I had never been in you know recording studio mm. and you know, had the script in front of me and we recorded it you know on professional equipment and I kind of fell in love with it mm -hmm. I kind of was like it clicked that this is an occupation like this is a job I guess I always knew it mm -hmm. but it wasn't something I ever considered mm -hmm. So it all kind of clicked, and I was like, "That that's amazing. And from there, I was like, you know, i got to get in a couple classes. Mm -hmm. i got to figure out what I need to do. And, um, you know, and that's that's what I did. I just started working. It took a few years, at least, mm -hmm. before I really got my, you know, it was a very sporadic, uh -huh. a job here, a job there, a friend. Mm -hmm. Oh, we need somebody for audition for this, try this. And yeah. it was a long time before I got a decent agent or, you know, I mean, okay. where before it was anything regular and I could stop waiting tables. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's how I got in. I, I fell in love that way. And I was like, this is amazing. So just to rewind a bit, you said, um, you had said, oh, I know you do voices. Yeah, Is that yeah. something you just did as a kid and people uh, knew about? Or? Yeah, I kind of did as a kid, whether I was playing with Star Wars figures and they just needed to have different voices or what the, whatever the situation was. But, uh, I, you know, I was in theater as a kid, you know, okay. all throughout school. And this was, I, this was already post-high school at this point. So he knew all throughout high school I had done theater and stuff. So, okay. so he thought of me, and I'm glad he did just because, I mean, that project itself was, you know, just a minor cool thing, but... That's where the the love came. That's where I was like, I need to look more into this because mm -hmm. I I can't you know it just seemed like an amazing thing. Like, well, what if I did this? What if I did this and cartoons and video games and mm -hmm. can I do that? Am I do I have what it takes to do that stuff? Mm -hmm. So um, that's what's which is good because I actually had no focus before that. I yeah. thought I was going to be like everything because yeah. I did a little bit of this and a little bit. Of this. So I thought I would do all these things, yeah. which now when I look back, it's just, it's silly. I mean, it's ridiculous. Actually, there's oh, no yeah. way I could have done, like I was going to be a dancer and I was going to be a rapper and I was going to be an actor and I was going to be a writer. And I, I mean, it was just a lot of things. And the problem is you kind of have to at least start in one direction. You can want to do all those things and you can eventually expand. A lot of people do, you know, I'm going to write a book now or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's nice to though have, some direction so you're not just doing a you so you're not average at 20 things mm -hmm. right right that's you know that doesn't get you too far so right so at what point uh, in the profession did you start thinking hey i need to protect my voice like this is an important part of my my work you know or do you do all that uh well i mean you you kind of notice it for me it's just been as i've gotten older mm -hmm. because uh my voice was pretty steel you know like iron before it just was it didn't get messed up too. I mean, there were a few sessions that would wear you out, but you'd bounce back mm -hmm. by the next day or even by a, you know, a few hours of relaxing, mm -hmm. um, you know, and drinking, you know, 
you know, lukewarm water and what have you. Mm-hmm. But uh, as I got older, I started to realize, like, oh, okay, my voice doesn't have the same stamina uh, that it used to have. The, you know, the warm-ups become a lot more important. Um, actually, even eating right, getting to getting the right amount of sleep at night, like all those things really affect me now. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a, a, b- a big deal now. So I guess in the last, like, because uh, I just started getting older. <laughs> like, uh, the last, like, five years, four or five years, I've started to notice more. Mm-hmm. So what would you say are your particular strengths in doing voice acting? Ah, what are the strengths in doing? What are my particular strengths in voice acting? That's interesting. I don't know. I play, I, I, I play a lot of villains. I seem to get into the mind of a villain uh, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, obviously, I have a, a, a good chunk of... Um, a variety with voices, some, some fairly decent range, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, it's funny because it's a strength and it's a weakness. A lot of people don't think about that. Uh, if you do one voice, if you're like Gilbert Gottfried, for example, you know what I mean? And that's like your thing that you do. I'm not saying that he isn't talented enough to do other voices. I'm sure he can. But the point is he does this one voice mm-hmm. and he's known for it. Um, people know right away if they want you. Mm-hmm. Oh, if that makes sense, they know to yeah. catch. Oh, get Gilbert in here. He's going to do that. Yeah. You know, I'm just using him as an example. But if that's right. if you're the voice of God and that's the thing you do, mm-hmm. people know. Get so and so. He's the voice of God. Get him. Get him. It's very easy. But if you are kind of like, well, you know, I can you know play a young soldier, or I can play a you know middle aged African American man, or I can play you know a, a big strong voice of God type of thing, or a, or a strong orc. Mm-hmm. you know, villain type or then you kind of, so it's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. So it is a strength because you want to be able to do that and you want to be able to have as much work as possible, yeah. but it's also a little harder to kind of pigeonhole you and say, Oh, get, get Keith. He's great at, you know what I'm saying? Does that make yeah. sense? Oh, t- totally. Yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, if I'm just the young hero voice and that's it. They go, all right, get, get, who's our best young hero voices. Get those three guys in here. Right. You know what I mean? And audition and compare them and, Right. But I do, I do like that I also have not been, uh, typecast too much. Mm-hmm. In other words, I think there are a number of auditions where people kind of go, we don't know what to do with this. Throw it at Keith. Like, I'm one of the people. Oh, okay. I'm sure there's a number of people that they throw it at, mm-hmm. but I'm one of the people that it gets thrown towards. Like, maybe he'll hit or miss. He'll come up with something interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll love it or we'll hate it, but, you know, it'll be something different. Mm-hmm. So I do like having that opportunity instead of playing the same exact, you know, two, three characters over and over. Right. Now, when you uh, either rehearse or perform, do you have anything special that you do? Maybe dress up or props or, or any kind of <laughs> system that you have for I getting I always ready. dress like my character. <laughs> oh, do you? That's what I do, yeah. You know, I put on the face makeup when I was Hisoka and Hunter Hunter, and uh, I had armor on, which I had to, they made me take off most of my armor for Overwatch because uh, it was clanging around too much. <laughs> no, I don't have anything specific. Um, that I do as a regular, like every single time. Mm-hmm. But depending on the character, I may stand a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, I may I'm, sometimes I'm I'm tonal. Like if I'm playing multiple characters, I've noticed like sometimes like if I have a character that's that's say he's based right in here, mm-hmm. I might go um, um, before I do a line. Not like every time, but every once in a while, like it centers me. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's where the character is. Like they're at this note. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of an unconscious thing. I don't even know that I do it. I've had directors point it out every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do it for all characters, but sometimes I'll have a a, a phrase. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a phrase that you remember, like, this gets me into voice. This is the perfect phrase for this character, so I'll say that phrase. But it depends on the characters. Other characters I just, for some reason, slip into more easily, and I just go right into them. Mm-hmm. Have you had any characters that are particularly that were particularly difficult for you to kind of get into and, and capture the way you wanted to? 
Uh, yeah, I have that all the time. Um, for me, the one I remember the most was I played uh, Johann Lieber in a series called Monster. And he's like a sociopath, and he's soft-spoken. Um, and he's, he's kind of un, unfeeling. He doesn't, you know, feel regret or empathy or anything like that. Um, so there's a bit of roboticness to his voice, but there's also a real darkness to him. And, uh, and that was difficult for me because it was, there were two parts of it. Because it was doing the voice, which was mildly difficult. But the, I didn't feel like the voice rang true unless I was dark inside. If that makes sense. Like, I really kind of had to feel... I didn't want to phone in the voice. Mm -hmm. I think I could have, but I think I would have heard it, and therefore I think other people would have heard it. Hmm. So um, so usually in between takes, in between lines, because when you're doing anime, you do, you do a line, you know, you finish, then you go to the next line. Generally speaking, in the next line, you just do it. And there are little breaks in between. Mm -hmm. And um, I usually like to joke around or just be myself in between lines. And I had to tell the director on that, like, hey, I'm not in a bad mood. You didn't say anything to piss me off. I'm going to be quiet between lines because I knew it was going to be different. It just didn't feel right for me to go, ah, hey, hey, how's it going? What's uh, what's happening in life? And, oh, here's what happened. Yeah, you'll get back into the evil guy. Cool. Like, that just didn't feel right. It was too difficult for me because then right. I felt like I was phoning in the voice right. where I wanted to kind of live there. So I would get back to myself when we had an actual break. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, I just kind of thought real dark thoughts yeah, yeah, I get, yeah. <laughs> in the meantime if that's yeah, yeah it's weird but it just didn't you know i tried doing it that way and i immediately was like mm, i can't record this the way i usually do okay what sort of inspirations do you have for your voices do you have you heard people maybe family or strangers that that kind of give you ideas for voices or, or approaches uh, i do get that um you, you've got to you know so it's, it's funny i remind myself to listen a lot as it is now if someone has a very interesting character characteristic or voice that I'm hearing, some vocal characteristic, I will key onto that and, and try to listen and usually ignore whoever I was talking to in the first place. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hold, on, hold on a second, I'm listening. Okay, hold on. Um, but uh, there can be really subtle things, and so I need to remind myself all the time to listen more often so that you just organically getting things around you. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, from old TV shows, you know, classic movies, mm -hmm. anywhere. I mean, you can get inspiration from, uh, like, I don't particularly do impressions, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, that's not my thing. Mm -hmm. But if you attempt to do an impression, if you do a really poor impression of well, whoever, um, that's still a character. As long as you can own that and keep that where that is, that makes sense. You're still doing something. Yeah. So, and something different. And sometimes it's better if it doesn't sound exactly like Ronald Reagan or Bill Cosby or whoever you're trying to, to do an impression of, mm -hmm. because you may have just created another character. You can also kind of meld mm -hmm. voices and characteristics together. So there's, there's an endless, uh, you know, supply of, of, of voices that are already out there to pull from, mm -hmm. as well as internally you know, coming up with new voices when you get a character and looking at the character and standing the way they're standing if you have a picture or kind of holding your mouth a certain way or, mm. you know, there's there's all that playfulness too where you can come up with new things. So there, there's tons. And and all the same, we still, I mean, I say for myself, there are times where I'm like, ah, like that's not right. Like what do I want for this? You know what I mean? So even with all of that, you're going through your Rolodex of voices, it's still difficult sometimes to come up with something. Mm. I mean, it's not always about coming up with something 100% fresh Right. Anyway, but I, I think that's what a lot of us want to do. Like, ideally, we step into the booth and like, here's a voice no one's ever done before. And it's not, you know, that I think that's fairly rare mm -hmm. that you come up with something that people are like, whoa, um, that's brand new. Because yeah. there's so much to, to pull from. But that's, but, you know, pulling from all the stuff that's out there is, you know, works very well. Yeah. What, what's been uh, your favorite role to do from from any aspect, you know, just the people you're around or just the character or, or whatever? 
Well, see, therein lies the problem. You know, it's a, I, it's kind of like picking a favorite child in a sense. I mean, obviously, uh, I love my children more than my roles. Sorry, sorry, girls. <laughs> it's not what I meant. It's not what I meant. Um, but in the sense that I, I have different roles that I love for different reasons. Hmm. So some of them might have been like a huge springboard. Like I got this gig and I, I met a certain director who got me into this studio and that spawned this. Or, or, or a show where I worked with just amazing people. Every week we went in. Hmm. Um, so I have, I have those. Like, you know, like, I mean, like, you know, Naruto was a big springboard for me. Uh, and uh, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn brought me in on that, and that was a very cool thing. Um, and, and it was the first kind of recognizable role that I could mention to somebody who watched anime, and they're like, oh, I know Kimi Moro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I worked on a show called Monsuno, and the cast and the director, I mean, it was just so much fun. We went in every week, and that was fantastic. I worked on a show called Glitter Force, which was, I was three of the villains where I played against myself all the time, and we had a lot of freedom to improv, and they used a lot of that, and it was just so much fun. It was just a blast to work on, so I just enjoyed it. Uh, Hisoka from Hunter Hunter, one of the most fun characters for me, just not knowing what was going to happen next. Mm-hmm. So I was really invested in like, oh, I'm going to record from today? Cool. I hadn't seen anything ahead of where we were, mm-hmm. so I had no spoilers. So I was always coming in and being like, oh my God, what am I going to do today? Like, what mm-hmm. <laughs> what does he have in store for me? Uh. Um, and, uh, you know, Torbjorn from Overwatch. I mean, Overwatch has changed my life. Overwatch is huge i mean around the world everyone knows what that is it's 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 really daunting to think of like right now just from that game how many people are right now listening to my voice around the world it's a weird thought it's just it's they don't necessarily know it's me right but it's very weird to know that it's it's playing all over the world right now because of that so there's and there are many many other reasons so i can't you know those are a few of the ones that stand out for me but but there are more because there are other ones that are like i just really like the performance i think i that one i really nailed other ones will make me cringe now i'll watch and go oh what was i thinking why did i so there's all kinds of reasons i might enjoy a particular you know a particular show or a particular game yeah that that i was going to ask were there any um any performances you did that when you saw the finished product, you were maybe surprised at how it, you didn't expect it to be what it became, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 There's, uh, there were, there's a few times that that has happened. Uh, it's happened both ways too, because there's so much more. I mean, it's such a communal uh, process, you know what I mean? So <laughs> you can pour your heart into a game that's just it just is it's a it's a low budget game and there's not that much to it mm-hmm. and you f- you watch it later and it's like why did I even I mean you, you always want to do your best performance but you're kind of like it didn't matter mm-hmm. you, you see it later and you're like oh man um, uh, one of the ones that I, I worked really hard on I worked on um, Monster High mm-hmm. I did a Monster High Escape from Skull Shores where I played Bartleby Farnham who's the villain in that and it's a movie mm-hmm. and uh, I worked really hard and I had I don't know that I had a lot of acknowledgement as to whether I was in my head I was feeling like I'm not doing enough Mm. the whole time while we were recording so I was really digging deep I was really like no let's dig deeper let's I want to I want these guys to be happy I want the director to be happy I want this to be good Mm -hmm. and uh and I remember the session went a little bit over and it was a lot of lines a lot of dialogue and uh when we finished i left and everybody was cool and uh the director seemed cool but i, I walked I, I mean i drove home thinking like man did i like you know what i mean did i just screw that up did i just really not was i not because i i just i don't know i never relaxed i was always digging deeper and it came out it ended up being really good okay but it was just like i left feeling like oh man 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. And everybody was great. I just, it's not like we always need a ton of praise. Right, right. Um, so I don't know. So this is not even a criticism of the session. I just, for whatever reason, felt like they're not going like, yes, that's so well, great. Yeah. And uh, so I'm, I'm okay. And they're like, oh, let's try that again. Yeah. Hey, try that. And they had great ideas. And um, between that and my just digging deeper and deeper, mm-hmm. I mean, I really love how that turned out. But I had no, I kind of had to see it. And I was kind of like, oh. Yeah. Okay. That's good. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Everybody's good in this. This is cool. You know, your your stress level <laughs> lowered, and you're like, oh, okay. yeah. Well, you think about it during the session, before the session, during the session, a little bit after the session, and then you move on because you've got you have other things to do. So then you don't think about it again until you're about to watch it, and you're like, oh yeah. crap, I'm watching this with a bunch of people. Or is it going to be like really like? The, is the unspoken word going to be like, well, Keith really sucks in this. Uh, <laughs> the grumbling. Right, right, right. You're like, like this internal grumbling. Like, no one would do it out loud, but right, be like, right. you just sense it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there any uh, a role that you uh, haven't been able to do yet that you'd really like, like to do? Any series or any character or? Well, I mean, there's just a, I'm a pop culture fan. So, I mean, um I'm a big fan of uh, Marvel and Star Wars, so I've done little little bits in their universes. But uh, I mean, I would love to have anything regular in any of those series. Um, it's hard to. I mean, that would be great. And then there's also um, like Daredevil would be great. I'm a big Daredevil fan, for example. But it's not like if I was playing another well-known character in Marvel that I, I wouldn't be very satisfied with doing that. So, mm-hmm. um, And then for Star Wars, it's more... I, I don't think that I would want like to voice a character that we all know and love already. Mm-hmm. I think I would just want a new a new character, you know, mm-hmm. a new character in some new animated series or something mm-hmm. that I would then be the voice of. Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to be like, I want to be the voice of Spider-Man. And don't get me wrong, it is amazing to be the voice of Spider-Man. I mean, that is... I Props to everyone who's had the opportunity. I think it's an amazing thing. But I think when you get a role like Spider-Man or Batman, <clears throat> for the most part, with a few exceptions, there's a there's a shelf life on that. Oh. They're always re- I mean, how many people have played Batman? I mean, go to some of the websites and check how many people have played Batman. There's like a hundred people who have voiced Batman, huh. right? Okay. Yeah. So a few people are known like as the voice of Batman, but for the most part, you know, there's hundreds of people, and so many people have done Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if you create a character, if you're SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm-hmm. And there is no SpongeBob before that, and SpongeBob becomes a household name. Like yeah. to me, that's the end all be all. That's like the best because yeah. you are that. You're not like, oh yeah, I'm one of the. Well, which Spider-Man were you? Which, yeah. by the way, is still fantastic. Yeah, but you know what I mean. There's something <laughs> yeah, yeah. about being like, no, I'm the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know, for Tom Kenny, that's like a thing he's always going to have. I don't know if they'll reboot his series in ten years, and somebody else will be. But for for quite some time, he is just known as, and that's and that's a wonderful thing. So, mm-hmm. cool. so I'd like something like that, something we don't know about yet that doesn't exist. You know, Torbjorn was like that, whereas there was no Overwatch. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's nice when something new comes along and you get to be that. Yeah, plant your flag. Yeah, new ground. Absolutely, and who knows in the future? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, forty years from now, there may be you know ten Torbjorn voices. Clearly, there are in other countries. There are other languages yeah. for Overwatch, so, yeah. Do you do any acting in different languages? I do not. I do, um, you know, dubbing. Right? We take foreign, you know, whether it's anime or whether it's foreign films from, you know, Russia or Turkey or or Spain or where have you, and I do that stuff. So I'm in a lot of uh, series and uh, films on Netflix that are live action. Mm-hmm. So I do that as well. I mean, it's kind of all within the same wheelhouse. So. Mm-hmm. But you only do English? I only do English, Okay, yeah. I, I don't I, do I, anything in... I, I, uh, I, I took a couple years of Spanish in high school, and I once attempted an audition in Spanish. Mm-hmm. 
you should really know Spanish if you're going to do that. <laughs> I thought, you know, I'll just really study this. I'll know what it means because I will have looked at it long enough. Mm-hmm. But then they go, let's change this line around. Let's let's fix this. You know what? Change that line too. And you're like, oh. <laughs> okay. And that makes it a lot more difficult. So you really should know the language before you try to sell a product in that language or what have you. So mm-hmm. I, that, that question just popped in my head for some reason. I thought I'd... Well, people ask all the time because I say if I tell people that I work in Japanese anime, a lot of people, I mean, obviously, if you know anime, anybody watching this knows, but you'd be surprised how many times people are like, oh, you speak Japanese? And I'm like, I wish I did. I do not. That would be really cool. Why well, do you do? Um, uh, that makes no sense. You're doing a Russian film. You speak Russian? No, no, no. I do. I do voiceover. So everything I'm, I'm dubbing into English or originating in English. But yeah. So where can people find you on the web? I'm right here. Um, where can you find me on the web? On Twitter, I'm at SilverTalkie, S-I-L-V-E-R-T-A-L-K-I-E. Um, Keith Silverstein, I think I'm just just plain old Keith Silverstein on Instagram, so you can find me there. Keith Silverstein, voice artist on Facebook, and uh, I think that's about the extent of my travels there. You can find me, please, yeah. and please yeah. do, please find me. you have any current projects that are, are about to come out you want to mention? Well, yeah, I wish I could. You know, yeah. it's weird how the career works. There are, if you catch me on the right week, mm. I've got like five or six things that I can say, this is coming out, that's coming out, this is, you know. Um, right now, I'm, I'm working, I've worked on a lot of cool stuff, and we're not greenlit for like anything to talk about. So I'm kind of in that lull. Um, BlizzCon is going on right now. They've just made a bunch of announcements about Overwatch 2. Mm-hmm. So I can say that that is a thing. And that's all the information I can I can give you. But there are some really fun trailers that are out now. Okay. So uh, so if you if you if you're an Overwatch fan and you don't know about this, you need to know. So yeah. So well, that's all the questions I have. Any last thoughts or words? Um, drink milk. Stay in school, unless you're lactose intolerant, in which case you should still stay in school, but don't drink that milk. <laughs> soy milk. It, soy soy milk works. I like almond milk. If we're being- if I'm going to endorse a, a type of milk, I'm going to go with almond, almond milk, maybe an almond cashew blend. I'm cool with all that stuff. I'm so L.A. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. I oh, it's been my pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes at chrisalvarez.com or fullcontactnerd.com or on your favorite podcast feed under the title Full Contact Nerd. Please rate the episodes if you like them. It really helps. You can also find more cool stuff on YouTube under Chris Alvarez WLC. That's Chris without an H. C-R-I-S. On Instagram at Chris Alvarez Sci-Fi. On Facebook at Chris Alvarez WLC. And on Twitter at Chris Alvarez WLC. Please support me by following and liking me on those sites. Thanks and keep imagining the past, the present, and the future.